Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II. And before we begin this to our new episode, I want to tell you about my brand, Capture the World. Capture the World is a black-owned streetwear brand from Hampton, Virginia. Capture the World represents the young generation of creatives around the world. Next up are Millennials and Generation Z. What is a creative? A creative can be described as an individual that sees the world differently from everyone else. A creative can be looked at as a leader or a person that influences people with their gifts and talents. A creative uses their gift from God, not for money and fame, but for the greater good of the world. A creative thinks outside of the box and brings innovation in the world. Anyone from the young generation can be considered creative and capture the world, but those people that are ambitious, passionate, and have perseverance are the only ones that can bring their gifts and talents into fruition and capture the world. Are you a creative? Do you want to capture the world? Capture World Apparel plans to provide the highest quality, high fashion, and give a unique look. You can visit our website at www.CaptureTheWorldApparel.com. The world is yours. Capture it. This episode was recorded on Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. I hope you enjoy. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is your host, David Carmichael II, and I'm back with another awesome episode of the Caption World Podcast. Um, I also want to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, YouTube listeners, and Apple Podcast listeners. You know, I got to always shout y'all out. And um, like I said before, like I always say, you know, if y'all haven't, make sure y'all keep um, spreading the word about the show. Um, please let people know to subscribe share the show and just keep engaging with our content we appreciate all our listeners so far and um yeah i have another great special guest again on the podcast this week um her name is regina curry um regina curry is an author producer and ceo of pearl productions publishing and distribution um she's from washington dc she is a mother of two um she's a christian-based author who began her company for herself and other christian artists to share their work as well um she also has a book called the beginning of the end i'm introducing regina curry how you doing today regina i'm doing wonderful and i thank you for having me and it's the the title of the book is marked the beginning of the end (laughs) oh okay i'm sorry about that (laughs) no problem (laughs) but yeah so um yeah I, i thank you for being a part of this podcast and um you know before we get into what you do now you know just give us um a little background of you know where you were born and raised. I know I just mentioned you was from Washington D.C. So how how was yeah. it growing up in D.C.? Oh, I love it. I love the city. It's um, but I I was born in Washington D.C. and uh, as a child I lived in D.C. But my family soon kind of moved all around the D.M.V. The only place we haven't lived is Virginia. So we lived in Maryland and in the city. So. I, I love the city. No doubt, no I'm doubt. I'm happy with everything happening in the city, but yeah, I still love it. <laughs> right, right, yeah, it's all good though. Yeah, because yeah. um, my my mother is from um DC, and uh, you know, most of my family on my mom's side lives in Northern Virginia, um, in Maryland. You know, basically the DMV. 
So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've been able to go up there plenty of times throughout my childhood, you know, go to DC and go to the museums and things like that. And, um, yeah, that's awesome. Most definitely. So like, um, like what school did you attend? Um, I also wanted to ask, you know, um, what sparked your interest in, in writing and production? And then like, you know, what things kind of led on to you doing what you're doing now? Uh, well, I graduated from Duke Ellington School of the Arts in D.C. Okay. And then I went, I started out as a singer. I come from a family of, of singers, really. And so I, um, I went to Duke Ellington for singing, and I graduated, and I went to Howard. And uh, I've always been a writer since, since a child. But it was at Howard that I started to understand the the... Um, writing and writing screenplays and the business of writing. And so I think that's where I got my um, just idea. I started writing screenplays. Um, That's really initially what I wrote. Even the book is, it started out as a screenplay. And so I, um, I wanted to do something. I wanted to make sure that something was published and something went out. And so I decided to just make marked the beginning of the end a novel instead of a screenplay, but it started out as a screenplay. Okay, no doubt. So when you were in in Howard, um, like what what were the bulk of your classes you had to take? Like was it just mainly writing classes, English class classes? Like what what kind of curriculum was did that include when you was in school? Well. Um, my major was radio, television, and film, and my minor was Spanish. So the classes I had: uh, filmmaking classes, television uh, editing, um, television production, um, screenwriting. That's where I learned how to screenwrite and learned the uh, process of screenwriting, and um, you know, just all every type of class that has to do with television and film and radio you know, broadcast journalism. I learned a lot about the electromagnetic spectrum. Um, and so it classes that kind of focused on electronic communication and the policies and everything behind it, the FCC and so on and so forth. Okay, cool, cool. Cause I'm, I'm more of a, you know, I went to school for engineering. So, you know, the bulk of my classes were, you know, math and science classes. And, you know, I have, I have an associates and I do plan on, you know, continuing and finishing, get my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Um, but I, I want to say I wasn't, um, I wasn't inter- interested in English classes or writing classes, but it seemed like, you know, engineering kind of took over it, but you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause like you'll start off doing one thing and then like you find a passion doing something different. And, um, you know, I know for me, you know, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. And then, like I said, I took over my, my father's business and I'm doing the clothing line now. And now I'm doing a podcast. It's like, you know, for me, I never, you never really know what you would be led on to be, to be doing. Like you, how you said, you know, your screen, your screenplay turned into a book. You know, it's like you thought it was going to just be a screenplay. Then you just, you know, God had other plans for that particular um, thing he was doing. So it's, it's just real funny how certain things can change over time. You, you think it'll be one thing and then it just end up changing over time. Right. That's so, so true. 
Yes. I have. I mean, at Howard, I took the English and all of that, but uh, you know, that's what we would. Um, those are like um, just your primary classes. But as far as the my uh, radio, television, and film, everything was centered around electronic media. Cool, cool. That sounds great. So, um, like, I've been to Howard a couple of times myself for you know, I went to some of the homecomings. And things like that. And, um, you know, it's real fun out there, man. Like I said, I just like the D.C. Um, culture anyway. It's just real. People up there are real nice, and it's a lot to do out there. So, and unfortunately, you know, the students that go there now can't really have that experience for their first year. But, you know, we're praying that, you know, things can get back to normal and they can have that full college experience because especially going to an HBCU, it's like, you know, being around people that look just like you is very important. And, you know, just to get that HBCU experience is very, is very cool. So hopefully they'll be able to um, get that experience soon. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Most definitely. So, you know, going on into your company, um, you know, you're, I just read you're the CEO of Pearl Productions. What were actually where where does the name Pearl Productions come from? Why did you decide to call it that? Well, um, just because of the pearl and how it's cultivated, it's um, you know, it's cultivated in in oysters and not every oyster cultivates a pearl. So there are only some who actually can, you know, uh, cultivate a pearl. So I like that, you know, because you can find plenty of oysters in the sea, but only a few contain pearls. So it kind of sets out or sets you apart from other um, businesses mm -hmm. and companies. So I just like that name no, for what it represents. No doubt. No doubt. So... Like, how long after you graduated from college did you, you know, like, did you create this business right away or was you, like, doing other things before you decided to make your own company? Well, you know, I've always done other things, but I created the business, like, probably in my last year at Howard. Um, you know, I just started the business then. But um, I've still, uh, you know, I've had other professions. I've worked for the FDA for a very long time. I was public affairs there. And then I taught uh, Spanish in Prince George's County Public Schools for a while. And so, you know, um, I did have a full-time job. But every time that, you know, all of the extra time that I had, I put into the company. And so the company has been around since my last year at Howard. Excellent. Excellent. So like, what were the beginning steps of getting that created? Like, was it like a, um, was it any difficulty on getting off the ground? Like, like, did you receive any funding or like, how did that, you know, how does someone in college on the, in the, in the last year in college, um, become able to like create a company? Like how, how was it difficult at all? Like just tell us a little bit about how that started. No, it's creating a company is not difficult. Um, I basically got incorporated in Delaware. And so, you know, you can kind of get through the paperwork on your own without really hiring a lawyer. Right. And so I, I did the paperwork. I was incorporated in Delaware. And, um, you know, I just kind of um, put my money into it. Like, you know, like I was saying, I always worked. 
So I just put money into it. Um, I did try and get funding, but it's very hard to get funding for intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And when, and basically that is your ideas. And so um, I, I spent a lot of money, even with lawyers. I had to hire lawyers for um, just to shop my screenplays because that's how I started. I just wanted to write screenplays and sell them. And so, uh, you know, I had to put a lot of money into that. And, and again, that kind of leads to why I just kind of cut that back and put all of my energy into the business because, you know, you have, when you're doing that, you still have to adhere to what other people want to their stories that they want to tell. So when you have a story that you want to tell, it's very hard to get that off of the ground unless you have someone that's on the same page and, and a lot of times you won't, you know? So doing that kind of led me into just going wholehearted into my company and just saying, look, I'm just going to push this company. I'm not going to ask for funding. I'm going to fund everything that I can. And I'm going to, you know, um, make a product. Uh, and that's why I, I turned marked into a book because I could at least sell it. And, and bring income in instead of trying to just kind of keep pushing screenplay. So that, that's how that went. And now, you know, I, I, I am thinking about funding, looking for funding now because I'm, I just, I probably will end up making my own movies from my own screenplays. So okay. I have two others that I really want, I really want to see uh, them uh, published as well. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I guess, you know, take the Tyler Perry route, you know, as far as, you know, him having his own, he was, he's able to just produce his own stuff. You know, not even having to have a machine behind him. I, I mean, I don't know if he has a machine or not helping him, but from what we see, he's doing most of the stuff himself. So, um, yeah. you know, and well, he started out, he started out struggling. He, I'm sure he has a machine now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, he had humble beginnings also. Yes, no doubt. And I can definitely relate to what you were saying about, you know, funding the business yourself because, you know, in the beginning, once my dad passed it down to me, I was using my own funding to get, you know, a lot of stuff done. I still have a nine to five, but, you know, thank God I have a job where I'm able to still pay my bills and fund my own business. So, yeah. you know, um, and everybody doesn't have that. So I just try to appreciate everything that I do have and even having to get, you know, my logo and my name for my business, um, trademark, you know, just save money and was able to hire a, um, trademark attorney to do that. Like certain steps and certain things I knew had to be done. I was like, I just got to figure out a way to get that done. And then whatever comes after that, I, I figure that out later, but this is important, you know, getting your stuff right. trademark and, and things like that. So, and, um, yeah, just buying equipment, you know, every time I get paid, I just save a little bit of money and buy this piece of equipment. And then a month or two later, I buy this piece of equipment and just keep building it up. And then from there, you know, just keep, like you said, humble beginnings, like just keep grinding and just keep putting yourself out there. Eventually somebody's going to see your work and your, and your hard work and they might be willing to invest in you. You know, sometimes, we might, I mean, for me and you, you know, I know I try to find people that can help, but, you know, sometimes it might not even be me finding them. They might end up finding me, you know? So it's just a, um, 
it can be a slow process, but you just got to enjoy the grind. And I, for you, I know for sure you love what you do. So it's not even about, I can't wait so I can just my stuff to blow up and I can be super rich. Like it's not even about that. If you just love what you do, you can keep doing it regardless of how hard it is. So that's, that's the I, most important thing. Yeah. I, I really, I really want to tell stories and I want to tell stories that I haven't seen um, yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and after, so th- that's my passion. So I, I definitely want to tell stories. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, about your book, let's get into that. And I seen, I read that um, your book was inspired by the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So do you call yourself, do you consider yourself a Marvel fan or that's just something that inspired with your book now? Well, Marvel did not really inspire me um, to write the book. My life, uh, you know, my father was a bishop, so I'm a PK and... Um, so the book was really inspired by God and my, my own personal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character, however, uh, could fit into a, nov- a Marvel uh, piece because it is a superhero. And so my character is like, is probably the first Christian superhero that, that has been. So um, in that fashion, yes, it definitely fits in that Marvel type character because of the things that he does and his abilities that, you know, and some of the things in the book. No doubt. No doubt. So would you better give us like a little um, like a little description of the book without having to tell the whole book, like what what we have in store if we do decide to read the book? Well, um, the book is about Jonathan Peterson, who is a young man and his grandfather was a bishop. And so when Jonathan Peterson was a young boy, he went to his grandfather's church and uh, his grandfather basically called, um, he, 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 he had an altar call, but the altar call was more of not just giving your life to Christ, but also joining the army of God. Mm-hmm. And so Jonathan did that at a very young age and um, without really knowing what that meant, you know, just kind of trying to please his grandfather. But as he goes along in his life, um, he realizes that God heard him and God gives him um, an agenda and a job and and power to to do the job. So it kind of follows his life and he begins to realize these supernatural things that he can do and um and god just leaves him leads him into what he wants him to do and ultimately he ends up working with a group of people in saving and uh the world's food supply cool oh, that, that sounds really interesting to be honest mm-hmm. um so where where can we find this book like is it available online where did we go to find the book yes you can find the book here's the book right here is mark the beginning of the end okay and another thing sarah benjamin is my pseudonym gotcha. and so that's me i use a pseudonym because of my company you know i didn't want to have my name on everything you know and um so i i decided to use a pseudonym for my for the novels but um 
you can find it on Amazon and you can go to my website and you can buy it there. So you can buy it at Amazon or my website, which is pearlppd.com. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, we just talked about the book and, you know, you writing screenplays. Um, have you ever like produced a movie or a show or, or is that something you plan on doing in the future? Yeah, well, you know, I did some things when I was in college. I did a couple of uh, shows, actually. Um, like I had one show with, I don't know if you guys know of this rapper, but this was back in the day. Her name was Nonchalant. And mm-hmm. um, she had a very popular song here in D.C., 5 o'clock in the morning. So back uh, in my younger days, I did a couple of shows, yeah. Cool, cool. So like, is that something that you plan on doing? more of like now or like do you have a, just a focus on this one like a couple of things like just like just screenplays and writing more books or just whatever comes to your mind or wherever god leads you yeah um i do want to do i have i have a, a couple of tv shows that i've written also um so i definitely want to do television and as far as interviewing i do have a couple lined up um in november i have on uh, youtube i have uh uh channel there and i produce some things on there but uh come november i'm gonna have some guests on there some special guests no doubt so yeah a little bit of everything but um i have several television scripts so yeah so do you consider like do you think you like what do you consider your strong point with all this like from screenplay writing to creating books producing like do you think you're stronger and one category than the other, or you think you're just equally good in everything? Um, I think my strongest point is writing. Uh-huh. I think that's my strongest point, telling a story. Right, right, no doubt, no doubt. And I also seen that you, you mentioned about your company, um, you want to give a space for other Christian artists to share their work. Um, do you have anybody um, that you're helping right now that, that have yeah. that same ability? Yeah, I have actually. If you go to my website, you can get a snippet, but you can actually hear the whole song if you visit my YouTube channel. And I have it's a group called The Mixture of Us, and it's a rap group. They're Christian rappers, and so I'm distributing their um, CD. And uh, I'm also about to. I don't want to say who this guest is yet, but she's going to be on my show in November, and her book will start being sold on my website. Excellent. So those are my two first. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's that's real dope, man. That, that is real dope. Um, I know my mom, man. She used to have me listen to Christian rap. You know, growing up, it was this move. It was this rap group called Cross Movement, and she used to listen to them all the time. And you know, I used to listen to them because she didn't really let let me listen to regular hip hop. So she, <laughs> I, I used to know, I used to know all them songs from front to back, man. But you know. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, even, you know, I listen, I've heard uh, Lecrae, I mean, he's supposed to be considered a Christian rapper, um, but yeah, that's, that's real dope, man, that's real dope, so. Yeah, they're really good, they're really, really good, it's called A Mixture of Us, and uh, if you want, if anyone wants to hear it, they can go to my, they can go to YouTube and go to Pearl Productions, uh, Publishing and Distribution, there, the group is called A Mixture of Us, and 
So you can hear the song there. And then you can also hear it on my website and you can actually purchase it if you're interested from the website. No doubt. Yeah, I definitely got to check it out myself. Um, and the thing about, you know, this, this next question I'm about to ask, you know, I know everything that you're doing is based around, you know, your faith and your faith in God. So what would you say, like, how has God really blessed you? and How has he helped you during your whole life, you know, from, from where you started to where you are now? How can you really describe on how God really, really helped you and led you to where you are now? It's indescribable. I mean, he's just been leading me just through so just, I, everything he does is just it amazes me. Um, even with the book, it's like this book took a long time for me to write, like years. I, I had the idea a long time ago, but it took a long. I didn't even publish this book until 2019, and. Um, He's just guided me. The Holy Spirit has just guided me through my life um, in everything. Not even this this company and just everything. He's guided me. And then, you know, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm just seeing the how everything works together. You know, um, even to where the book, some of the things in the book right now are happening as we speak because Mark, the beginning of the end, is kind of like... Uh, an end times book but when i wrote the book and as god showed me um different things in completing the book i had no idea that we'd be in a place right now in this world um you know like we are so Mm -hmm. it's like i wrote the book but i had no idea that i would be living to see what was right what was in the book so the book is very prophetic so, I mean, he's just been integrated in my life in every area, every area. So, amen. I give him all the praise and the glory. Amen, amen. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know I can definitely, you know, say that he's done done the same for me. You know, I know I'm not perfect, but I definitely do trust in God and believe that he's there for us. You know, he died for our sins. And even with the, you know, the clothing line, man, like, my dad coming from being incarcerated to coming up with an idea of a business and being able yeah. to get out of jail and, you know, create a company like, you know, they, you know, they say it's so hard for people that's incarcerated to, to even have a life after you get out. So, you know, I'm just real thankful, man. Like that's all the time. I'm just thankful for just still having my father in my life and him yeah. still being able to, uh, have something, have something he can pass down to his son and just right. to have something, you know, you know, cause you know, when you get out of prison, man, they look at these inmates as they're not even human anymore. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you still have to live your life and you still should be considered a person, you know, in, in society. So yeah, it's just humble beginnings for, for both of us and everyone, all the, all the creators out there that feel like they have a certain circumstance they can't get through or a certain hump they can't get over. Like we just gotta put our faith to the test and just know that we can make it through anything. So, um, I just love hearing everybody's stories that I talk to on this podcast all the time because that always inspires me. Like hearing people different stories and different struggles they had to go through to get to where they are now. So, um, it's just just amazing, just real amazing. So, before we wrap this interview up, um, 
I've got like two more questions left. And my next question is, you know, you can just give one piece of, one piece of advice to an entrepreneur that, you know, wants a piece of advice from you. What would you tell them? I would tell them never to give up. Never to give up. And I know that's so cliche, but it means so much because this isn't an, an easy thing. So you have to want it and you have to keep going at it until you get it. So I would definitely tell them to never give up and try and fund, uh, try and fund as much as they can, um, you know, themselves. Right. Just like you and I were talking, we have, we, we both have nine to five jobs, you know, I kept, that's the only way I could afford <laughs> to do what I wanted to do, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to work for it. So make sure that, you know, unless somebody lucks up and uh, gives you, I'm sorry, that was my daughter. <laughs> if, if someone lucks up, you know, if you luck up and you get funding, that's great. But don't give up and make sure that you have some type of an income so that you can fund as much of this as you can, or as much of your company or your dream as you can. Very true. Very true. Definitely can relate to that. Like I say, like you said before, like it is people might consider that cliche, but that's the truth though. Like that's the bread and butter of <laughs> doing, having the business. You just can't give up, man. Especially right. how I mentioned, you know, we both love what we do. So if that's not even the, the, um, the foundation of why you even doing it. Like if you don't even love why you're doing it, it's going to be easy for you to give up. But if you come in initially already knowing this is what I love to do, you, you'll be more built to have more strength to make it through those tough times. Like there's no way I'm going to give up. Like this is what I want to do. This is what I love to do. Like it's no way nobody can tell me like I can't do it, you know? So that's just that extra push you need to make it through. But if you're just going into it to be like, man, I just trying to make a lot of money. Of course, you want to make a living for yourself based off your passion. But if it's not even your passion to begin with, you're already in a bad spot. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it takes time. And, and also for people, remember this, that once you do get to that point where you can do this full time and, not, you know, not have to work for someone else, um, that that's great and you're not going to be in the hole because i know a lot of stories where people did get funded but then they end up working for that person yeah so it's that, like that could happen too yep yeah you so you know try and put as much of your money in that so when you get to that place you don't owe, owe everybody <laughs> you know back Thanks. and so it, it, it's going to pay off in the end no doubt yeah. no doubt so, Regina, this is my last question, and this is my question I ask all of my guests. And um, don't think about it too much because it is a broad question, but kind of just related to what you do. So my question to you is, and this is the Caption the World podcast, so my question to you is, how do you plan to capture the world? And you can just base it off what you do. How do you plan to capture your audience and what you do for a living? Um, I plan to capture the world by revealing Christ in a way that I have not seen him revealed and um, 
leaving a legacy of characters that can teach the next generation about Christ in a way that's fun, entertaining, and um, fun and entertaining. I love that. I love it. I definitely love it. Um, Regina, Regina Curry, I am definitely appreciative of you telling your story and just sharing, um, you know, your business and your business ventures and what you have to offer right now and in the future. Um, yeah, so this is, I just want to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple podcast listeners, again, um, my YouTube listeners, Regina Curry. Um, like I said before, I appreciate you coming out and having a conversation with me. If you want to, if you just wanted to give our listeners, um, you know, just share your social media and your website one more time so they can, you know, know where to find you. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dave, for having me here. I appreciate it. And you can find, if you want to get the book on Amazon, you can get the book on Amazon. And then if you want to go to my website, it's www.pearlppd.com. Awesome. If you want to check me out on YouTube, it's Pearl Productions Publishing and Distribution. That's just the, the title of my company. And you can check out my videos on YouTube. Cool, cool. Definitely. I definitely want to check that out. And so all of my listeners, you know, make sure y'all check out Regina Curry's stuff, man. She has a lot of dope stories. And just, you know, stay tuned. And um, like I said before, Regina, thank you again. And um, this is another episode of the Caption World Podcast. Y'all have a good night. See y'all next week. Peace. Hi, thank you.